Podcasting from the JNK Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans, by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. Welcome to another edition of the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. I'm Scott Evans. He's Nick Lawson, and he's on the phone because he broke his computer so upset over the news. This is true. Rob Manfred has canceled baseball games. Opening day is canceled, even though the Reds are saying it's postponed. The first series is canceled. The second series is also canceled. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning because unless the owners actually want to make a move on a couple of the items, there's not going to be a deal anytime soon. The players are absolutely pissed off at Rob Manfred, who was laughing when he canceled the games. Well, I know as fans, we were not laughing. No, it's, it's ridiculous. It was not necessary. Yes, the players in 1994 went on strike uh, when they played without an agreement. But, Rob, guess what? You're still missing games, and fans are just as livid now as they were uh, during the World Series uh, being canceled. I mean, think about this. There's no spring training. It's completely wiped out. Obviously, there's no opening day. And if the season were to start on April 7th or whatever it is, you'd be in Atlanta. So it's not opening day here in Cincinnati. No, now, now one thing, <laughs> and I really wasn't going to put any uh, silver linings on this, but in 1990 when the lockout happened, the Reds started on the road that year in Houston, and we know what happened then. So maybe that's maybe that's a sign. But as of right now, Bob Castellini, Rob Manfred, uh, Steve Cohen of the Mets, they're all in the same boat. They chose to cancel games, and we'll get into that a little bit minute in, in a minute. But let's uh, let's read the words of Mister Rob Rob D Manfred Jr. Commissioner of Baseball. To our fans, I had hoped against hope that I would not have to be in the position of canceling games. That's a lie. We worked hard to avoid an outcome. That is complete BS. That is bad for our fans. That's true. Bad for our players. That's true. And bad for our clubs. I kind of question that because this makes the third year in the row where Rob Manford wanted to cancel games in order not to pay players. Well, I mean, exactly. I mean, he he cancels games and the players don't get paid. That's not really fair to them. Yeah, well, in in 2020, they could have played 82 games. Uh, and I'll, I'll give the, I'll give the teams a pass. It, it was uh, COVID. No one knew what was going on in March. If we were all going to die, thankfully that didn't happen. But it was still a pretty bad uh, situation. We're close to a million uh, people in the U.S. are by the time it's all said and done are probably going to die from COVID, which uh, 
is extremely sad. And baseball is 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 important to get your mind off of things like that, but not important in the long run. So I'm not gonna blame him for canceling games in 2020. Uh, I will blame Manfred for not getting it done sooner, where they could play games and got in an 82 or even a hundred game season. But he didn't want to because he wanted to not only just pay the players for 60 games, he wanted to cut it even further by another 60% because teams weren't going to be getting the gate. So that's how they, that's how they ended up at 60 games that year. And then, I mean, and it, then, it's, just, it's just ridiculous in 2022, though. Right. I mean, we understand 2020. We get that, but 2022. Yeah. Well, and, so, and, and in 2021, uh, when things were opening up a bit, but there was a slight surge, uh, or not necessarily a surge, but there were some concerns in March when uh, spring training was going on because uh, the vaccines were just out and people were, you know, our, our podcast is now probably going to get flagged for, for COVID, but uh you know, anyway, there were some concerns about that. Players had some concerns, thought about, you know, waiting another month to open the season. Uh, Rob was all about that as long as the players took another pay cut. So he's can all he's all can, about the pay cut. Can I mention it? We've been gone for a while, you know, obviously for obvious reasons. It's good to be back. But I wish we were back talking about red baseball. Right, and and to be honest, I don't I don't know this. This is the reason why we're gone because we had just been talking, talking mad. Even if we went back to old games, we would have been, been uh, you know, upset about the, that the lockout was going on with no movement, uh, for most right. of the off season, uh, and you know this this is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to give people listening kind of a break from the crap that's going on in the world and. Uh, yeah, Rob can't do that. So let's, let's continue. Let's continue in his, uh, in his sentences. I'm going to try not to say lies. It's it's all lies. So I'm just going to keep reading. I want to assure our fans that our failure to reach an agreement was not due to a lack of effort on the part of either party. Okay. You, you declared the lockout December 1st. Didn't start even talking until January. Yeah. Great effort there, Rob. The players yep. came here for nine days, worked hard, and tried to make a deal. I appreciate their efforts. No, you don't. Our committee of club representatives committed to the process, offered compromise after compromise, and hung in past the deadline to exhaust all, all efforts to reach an agreement. You did not compromise. When you only go up, uh, you know, a, a dollar, when there's a hundred dollar gap, that's not compromise. Compromise is going in the middle. Neither side, the players went closer to going in the middle at the end more than the owners did on most of the subjects. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the collective bargaining tax, uh, which, you know, maybe we'll do a show next week into the kind of the details if they don't have a deal together by then. Uh, but you know, the collective bargaining tax, the, the owners didn't move. The players moved slightly. Uh, so, you know, he, he can't say that they compromised. There was some, some compromise. I think they were pretty close on the thing that the fans are going to uh, look at the most, which is minimum minimum pay. Uh, the owners offered $700,000. I don't think, and I ho- would hope not, that that's not the uh, hold up. I, I really think it's the collective bargaining tax and then that player's pool, which is way over my head. <laughs> Yeah, I can't explain that one either. So anyway, 
Our committee of club representatives committed to the process, offered compromise. Oh, yeah, we did all that. Uh, so we have so far, we have failed to achieve our mutual goal of a fair deal. The unfortunate thing is that the agreement we have offered has huge benefits for fans and players. We have listened to the Players Association throughout this process. No, you didn't. A primary goal yeah. of the Players Association has been to increase pay for younger players. As I have previously said, we agree and share that goal. We offer to raise the minimum, minimum salary to $700,000, an increase of $130,000 from 2021. I don't think that I don't think the players are are going to be fighting over $25,000. No. We offer here here's where the players have a problem. We offer to create an annual bonus pool of $30 million for the very best young players. Uh, the, I think the players were wanting close to like a hundred million. I think they came down to eighty million, and you know, the, and then the final offer, the the owners went from twenty five to thirty. That's not compromise. No. In total, we are offering a thirty three percent raise to nearly nearly two thirds of major league players, and adding more than a hundred million dollars annually in additional compensation for younger players. Uh, of course, he's failing to mention that they're, that the <laughs> extended playoffs and the NBC-Apple deal is going to increase the revenues of Major League Baseball by close to 200, 200 to $250 million a year. Uh, the proposal also addressed player and fan concerns about issues like service time. Fans don't really care about service time no. and competitive issues. We want The only thing we care about is uh, like with uh, Chris Bryant where, you know, uh, he gets sent down and, you know, doesn't get, doesn't uh, get to get a full year of credit because they sent him down for two weeks. We went the best players on opening day. The Reds did that with Jonathan India. He spent zero time in the minor leagues last year. Uh, so kudos to the Reds. You know, everybody gets on Bob Castellini and, uh, Nick crawl for being cheap. They did not do that with Jonathan India, even though he was struggling at one point, I, they never did send him down. You gotta love that guy, man. Jonathan India is a great guy. Absolutely. Uh, the proposal also addressed player and fan concerns. Always sorry. Uh, the, uh, players association has to make free agency more robust for the first time ever. We agreed to eliminate draft pick compensation. Fans don't care. A change in the a change the players association has sought for decades. On a the competitive competitive balance tax, we offered a significantly larger first year increase than in the last two agreements. The last thing I saw from the uh, owners it was like two twenty two twenty two twenty. So that's not I don't know how zero dollars is an increase. Yeah, I saw that too. What is that? Yeah, uh, we also listened to our fans. No, you didn't. The expanded playoffs will bring the excitement of meaningful September baseball and postseason baseball to our fans in more markets. While we preferred a 14-team format, uh, the players accepted a 12-team format. I kind of like it, but I think there's a lot of traditionalists that uh, they would like to go back just to two teams. But no, I mean, I would be happy with 12 or 14. I don't really care. Yeah, I mean... Here's the thing with that. Uh, I know some fans uh, were saying it kind of cheapens the 162-game season, but when half the teams aren't trying to win anyway uh, by end of July, uh, is it really – I mean, does the last two months really count when, uh, you know, you have the uh, 
uh, Dodgers playing the uh, Cubs that sold half their team and are looking to tank. Uh, is that game really that meaningful? I mean, is it, is it really going to help teams like the Baltimore Orioles and the Detroit Tigers who have stunk the last 20 years? Right. I mean, that, that's the thing. And I think it, I think it'll help uh, teams like the, in the middle of the pack, like the Reds not make the decision to uh, prematurely uh, go into fire cell mode because you have more teams with a chance to make the postseason, just like we saw with the Bengals in the NFL. Uh, you don't have to necessarily have to be the best team. And just like we saw with the Reds on the opposite end in 2012 when they were uh, them and the Nationals were the best teams in baseball uh, going in into the into the postseason. And of course, the Giants came out of nowhere and uh, won the whole thing. Sadly, well, you you, you got to give it to the Bengals because they actually did it the right way. Oh, absolutely! They drafted they drafted right, had the right players in place, yeah. except for the offensive line. But the Reds, it seems they're going in the right direction with the younger players. But they, there's there's something missing. Well, and you know, this is the third year in a row we've had to deal with uh, non baseball stuff added in, and uh, I think yep. fans are getting tired of I mean, it. One thing COVID, I think, showed us that is that. You know, we don't have to go to baseball games in the summertime to enjoy baseball or enjoy our families or, or well, there's other things to do. Yep. Uh, finally, we yeah, offered I mean, a – oh, sorry. You can see some minor league baseball, Louisville, Louisville Cardinals, you know, yeah. Louisville Bats, whether they are, they can go play. They still have an opening day coming up. Yeah, and, and, and this is a thing that I think fans are against. Uh, they we offered a procedural ag- agreement. This is where he wants to be able to change the rules with forty five days notice uh, for sorely needed rules like a pitch timer. We don't need a pitch timer, Rob Manfred. I've been nope. to minor league games that do have the pitch clock. It doesn't come into play ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Granted, the, there so. there are a few times where the pitchers just you know. For whatever reason, they'll sit there and and delay and delay and delay. Uh, but you know, here's what's going to happen: if, if a pitcher's wanting to delay for for a strategic reason, they're just going to throw over the first base. Yeah, <laughs> and then the clock resets. Yeah, they'll, they'll throw back to second. Either way, they're going to they're going to keep doing it. All right. Uh, they did agree to the universal DH, which uh, we'll get into another show. I kind of like that. So what's next? Rob says the calendar dictates that we are not going to be able to play the first two series of regular season games. And those games are officially canceled. You know, you could have done, uh, you could have postponed them. You could have uh, pushed the season back like you did in 1990. Of course, with the, you know, expanded playoffs that, that would have them playing in December, but <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you could have played double headers. I know the, the union doesn't like that. Well, they had to give something to for the fans. But anyway, well, wouldn't it, my my question is real quickly. Um, even the twelve teams, the fourteen teams, doesn't that push the playoffs in late November? Um, it should be about the same because you're only really adding uh, two get two days of baseball, potentially maybe three uh, for a travel day. Yeah. I was trying to figure it out earlier with the wife. And yeah, the I, it may it may push it back by a couple of days, but uh, n- nothing nothing significant uh, unless it just keeps going and going and going. 
Yeah. Anyway, they said that a deal can't, the earliest a deal could be made is Thursday. Currently, camps would not have meaningful operations until at least March 8th, leaving only 23 days before the scheduled opening day, which is why he's canceling a week of games. That's, that's my comments. Uh, and then here, here he is whining about the strike again in 1994 saying we played without an agreement in 94 and players went on strike in August, forcing the cancellation of the world series. So he's blaming, uh, the, uh, players for his decision to do a lockout. He can't compare really this one took it to 1994. I mean, yeah. there was a season in 94. There wasn't a postseason, but there was a season. Uh, the clubs and our owners fully understand just how important it is to our millions of fans that we get the game on the field as soon as possible. To that end, we want to bargain. No, you don't. And we want to deal with the Players Association as quickly as possible. Sign Rob Manfred Jr., Commissioner of Baseball. Rob, you're a waste of my time. I, that's as nice as I'm going to get it full of lies and, uh, well, I, I won't share it. Rob, you suck. Right. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I, I have sources that uh, have some contacts in the game. No one associated with the reds, but, or even in the office or anything like that. Uh, they're saying now it's sounding like may or June before the game's going to get started. I believe that. I actually do. The way this has it just portrayed itself today. You know, yeah. we're, we're on a limbo here. We're at a, we're at a deal. We're coming up on you know, and all of a sudden everything went back. So the, the Reds uh, sent uh, ticket member news out to uh, season ticket holders, giving uh, a couple of options. Uh, and <laughs> I was so angry. I didn't even read. I just pushed yes, yes, yes. Uh, but basically they're giving, uh, fans an option. One is do nothing and opening day tickets, uh, will apply to whatever the first game of the season is eventually going to be. And I'm guessing they'll have to move fans around because, uh, they had sold tickets for that, uh, game and season tickets packages may or may not line up to what opening day was, uh, game scheduled for April 2nd through April 6th, a credit will be automatically applied that you can use in this season subject to availability or option B request a refund, which is what I did. And option B gave you two options, which was to request a uh, refund for opening day and all the games canceled or excluding opening day. And I picked both because I was just pissed off. (laughs) And, And to be honest though, I mean, how do I schedule my life? my work schedule, my friend's work schedule around uh, a random date that could be in April, could be in May, could be in June. At that point, they may cancel the season completely. So here's my question. Here's my question to you though, real quickly. Uh huh. Are the floor, are the floor jaws attendance going to go up? You, you know, it's kind of funny that they've been calling me, asking me to, like, if I'd want to buy a six-game package with them, including concessions. I, I think I want to call them back, like, hey, is, is that deal still on the table? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much it costs, but it is like, okay, with, with threads and travel, I don't know how many games I'd be able to make. Uh, 
but you, you know, I went to a game, a couple of games last year, I think at least one, and it it was fun. Uh, it didn't really know who to root for or anything yeah. as far as players. Didn't know their names. Uh, a couple of them played really hard nosed baseball. Uh, it was kind of scary because the field there is is astroturf, uh, or field turf. There's like not even dirt in the uh, in the home plate area is turf. The pitching mound is turf. The home plate is turf. And uh, a guy did like a flip over the catcher and landed hard. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, he he was on the ground for a while. I don't like that, but I like the hard nose play. Yeah. Well, you, you know, they don't have the same rules Major League Baseball does about the catcher blocking the plate. And it may have been slightly dirty, uh, but uh, the player didn't complain and, and there was no retaliation. So I, I'm guessing it was a clean play in that league. But, you know, you getting used to the Buster Posey rule, it, it was kind of, it would have been dirty in the majors. I like it. Yeah, but you know, it's old, but, school. It's old school baseball, really. But, but taking your family because the night I took the kids uh, to the Florence Yaws, that was the this debating between the Reds and the Yaws, and uh, looking at parking alone. And it's partly my fault because I waited to the last second, so I was going to have to buy parking on the secondary market. <laughs> but parking was going to be like sixty bucks. Which uh, you know, for some teams that's normal, but for the Reds, it's usually twelve to twenty. Yeah. And then the game tickets uh, for the Reds, I think we're going to be sixty dollars each. So you're looking at one hundred and eighty. So I was going to spend over two hundred dollars, not to include all the food that the kids would want to eat. Uh, went to the Yalls for thirty bucks, uh, front row, right behind home, like directly behind home plate. Uh, food was it, it wasn't like high school cheap, but it was cheap. I mean, at least it's baseball. That's one thing I would just want to go to see is baseball. Right. And, you know, and uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make the trip, but I was kind of looking forward to see the uh, Savannah Bananas and and that kind of, they're going on a world tour this year. And it's, you know, it, it's entertainment baseball. Uh, they call it their premier team. They do a lot of gimmicks during the game. They're actually having a guy that pitched against the Reds in the World Series on their team. Really? Yes, from the 75 World Series. It's like Cactus Jack Bellingham, is it? No, no, he didn't pitch for the Reds. He pitched for the uh, oh, okay. uh, the uh, Red Sox. I Bill, uh, I think Bill Lee. Does that sound like a, a, a real name? Yeah, yeah that's Bill. I, I know Bill, Bill Lee is. He's got to be like 70 years old. Yeah, he, he's, he's over 70. He plays baseball every year and uh, he tried out for their uh, Premier League game. So uh, 40 players, I guess 20, te- 20 players on each team. They have uh, a team called the Party Animals and then the Bananas. But, uh, you know, they, I, that that's just something fun to go see. They, they have a ser- more serious uh, baseball team as well that occasionally they even get those guys to play their uh, banana ball game. But, you know, you got that. You have the Yalls. You have the two teams down in Flor- in uh, Lexington now. Uh, I believe Brandon Phillips is part owner there. The Legends, yeah. Well, it's the Legends, and they created a new team that has a weird name that I can't remember. I, haven't, I didn't even know that. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it, it's really, 
I don't know, I'm going to look that up now because it, it's kind of a funny name. Does Brandon Phillips own that one too? I think the same group does, yes. Just have a team just full of former reds. That would be cool. Yeah, they're the Wild Health Genomes. Yeah, that's a lot to remember. Especially <laughs> <laughs> <just> for me. <laughs> the Kentucky Wild Health Genomes. All right. <laughs> Who are they playing? I don't know. I can't remember their names. They'll be playing the Legends and I had probably other teams as well. Yeah. Should be fun. Be worth the trip. Yeah, it's actually. I guess, yeah, both the Legends and Genomes will play at the new field. They actually renamed the stadium, too. It was the Lexington Legends Ballpark. Now it's Wild Health Field. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, there is there is fun baseball. But I want to close just some anger. or I've calmed, down, do. I've calmed down a little bit, but... We, we've always tried to be fair to Bob Castellini. He gets a lot of uh, crap online that's not really fair, and some of it's still not fair. But he can never honestly say that he's a fan like us because he supports Rob Manfred, and he supported the, uh, the lockout. I, I know there's some other fans that uh, were saying, well, it wasn't really him. It was his representatives. His representatives represent him. So the buck stops with Bob Castellini. Uh, he supported the lockout. He supported Rob Manfred and continues to support. It could be twenty, even if it was twenty-nine to one. I would have a huge. I would have a lot more respect for for Bob Castellini uh, than I do now. He's he's lost my complete respect. I let the Reds know that. Kind of feel bad for that. <laughs> that I uh, sent sent kind of a mean email I, I it wasn't to me i'm just like I'm just, i just told him i was upset and i blame bob not the players what where's my money i can see you type my name is scott i hate you come on no nah, i didn't do that it was, <laughs> I, I basically I, literally i said i'm pissed it's bob's fault not the players where's my refund or what's the process Th- then they sent the official one out kudos to the yeah. reds though I, I will say i don't know how long it's going to take to get my refund but kudos to them to for getting the, the uh, email about refunds out right away. Uh, I will say this: uh, the Reds have always been a top-notch organization from a business standpoint, from a community standpoint. That doesn't change. But uh, to support the lockout, Bob, sorry, buddy, you're a businessman. You're not a fan. Right. I, I never considered him a, to be a, a Reds fan. I, I, was, I, know he, he, I know he has his business. I get that. And baseball isn't his business, but he's, he's siding against his own players. And I think it's wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, he's always, he's always been a huge Reds fan. He was, but you know, and I, and I get there is a money side to it, but it, it seems like he's shooting himself in the foot. And I, I don't want to hear, hear him cry that, Oh, we have to realign our budget because we lo- we missed games. That was self-inflicted, Bob. If the if the players w- would have strike, I would have blamed them a little bit more. But uh, get a deal done. There's too much bad crap going on in the world. We we need baseball for a distraction. 
Uh, and I, I just hope he sends an apology letter to the fans. Yeah, I think we deserve a little something for this because we, we're the ones that pay the money to see the guys play it, and we, we now we can't do it. It's costing us our, our happiness. Right. And 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 I want my money back because, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to let you borrow it for a full year at zero interest because you decided to cancel games. And that's just not fair to you. It's not fair to anybody who's season ticket over, period. Right. And, and you know, right now, if, if I had to make a decision to renew season tickets, I would have said no. I will probably change my mind come end of the year when it's time to talk about 2023. The owners know that. That's why the fans really have no say in this because they know the fans, the hardcore fans will be back. They know the secondary fans will be back when uh, playoff races get excited. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be tough. The players, uh, the, Rob Manfred has completely screwed this up with the players. They are He has gotten them more united than they have ever been in the history of their work, work agreements. May we agree that he, he's got to be the worst commissioner in baseball history? Oh, by far. But probably in any sport history. I don't follow hockey or basketball. Right, so I, don't I, I don't either, but, you know, uh, and, and I think there's some things the players could do that could make competitive the competition more balanced and, and that kind of thing. But the owners aren't even really proposing that. They're trying to propose it in, in secretive ways, uh, non-transparent ways. Teams that receive public funding from stadiums and, and whatnot, they should have to disclose what their revenues were. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. They're, they're, they're getting taxpayer dollars to have super nice stadiums. I know the Reds have put a lot of money into it as well. Uh, but, you know, if, if, you own a, if you own a sports franchise and the city you're working in gave you tax dollars, not just tax incentives or tax breaks to build using your own money, but actually taxpayers paid for the whole building, then, then you should have to open up your books to the public, at, at least to a point of, you know, I, I don't care what Bob and accounting's making. I don't really care even what Joey Votto's making, even though that's public knowledge. Just uh, simple things uh, like a public corporation, like the Braves do. The Braves made over $100 million last year and over $600 million, or close to $600 million in uh, total revenues. Baseball is not poor. Rob Manfred was crying today saying revenues have been down. The only reason they were down, which was not baseball's fault, was the year of COVID. Yep. The Reds that year probably lost about $200 million in, or $180 to $200 million in revenue just based off of uh, where they ranked in Cincinnati's top 100 of small businesses. They probably only had between $80 and $100 million. Um, in revenues that year, they were in a that where they were ranked. It was like every company did not disclose their their uh, their revenues, but they went from like forty four uh, down to in the eighties. So COVID did hurt the Reds, but they bounced back last year. Yep, 
Yeah, just based off what strong the, year. Just based yeah, off, they had a strong. They had a pretty strong year last year. Right. I mean, just based. I mean, they, they didn't make this much as the Braves did. The Braves were able right. to go to full capacity for pretty much from the get go. Uh, the Reds uh, had to wait till June, and uh, then just some negativity. I think uh, kept people away from the ballpark. Uh, towards the end, even though they were in a uh, playoff race, it, it was a really weird year last year. Yeah, September was rough in the season, but yeah, you know that's, that's a different story. <laughs> right, right, right. But but yeah, so the owners are not poor. The players are not poor either. No. It's really weird hearing a bunch of rich guys complain that they're getting screwed. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that at all. We're sitting there trying to figure out how we're going to have our next meal, but no, oh, no, they're worried about luxury tax and all that crap. Right. Uh, it seems like they could have. It seems like they were close enough to where they could have got a memorandum of agreement or something where they could have started the season, ended the ended the lockout, got something in writing to where the players would not strike. Not sure what that would be. Not sure the players would agree to that. But you know what? The I, I would give the owners more credit for trying that. If the players would, would not agree not to strike, then, yeah, then, then a defensive lockout makes sense. But the players have never said they were going to strike. No, and I think if they would have gone to the table earlier, they like were talking about in December, they were going to do anything in December. Right. And, you know, they wait till the end of January to get started, and then look where we are. Right, because I, I, think, I think the biggest two things are the um, – the, uh, the luxury tax and then the uh, player pool. Right. If, if that's the only two things, and maybe I think uh, Manfred wants the power to change rules in 45 days. No, I, I would almost rather see the season canceled before Manfred gets that kind of power. I don't want him to have any kind of, any more power than he has now. No, I honestly, I, I think there should not be any rule changes unless the players agree to it completely. None of this. Well, right. we, we'll give you a year in advance. Yeah, I agree with that. Because uh, the fans are tired of seeing it. Uh, and everything that Rob Manfred has done to quote-unquote speed up the game has resulted in longer games and more boring games. Yeah, I don't know how many times I fell asleep on my couch watching a game because there's a, there's a clock out there counting down to mound visits. Right. Please. Thing. We just want more action. The mountain visits can actually be entertaining. Yeah, uh, you can actually see like a lot of coaches get a little animated out there. It's pretty funny. Right. And the same thing with uh and even the catchers. Even when the catchers visit, it's 30 seconds, whatever. Yeah. So they basically go out and say, hey, throw this pitch out, outside. That's all it is. Right. And and, and then the mound visits were limited anyway because if you made a second one in the same inning, you had to make a pitching change. Yeah. So, that's, that's still dumb. I, I've always hated that rule. Right, well, it makes sense because if not, you'd have mound visits every game. Now, something Savannah Bananas do is no mound visits whatsoever. If you have to cheer up your pitcher, yell from him from the from the dugout. Yeah, hey, megaphone. It's pretty funny. <laughs> you know what? You, sh- I, I, you should tweet that to them. They would probably do that in a game. That'd be great. Thank you to Megaphone. Just yell it. 
Uh, who knows? Uh, they got well. They got Eric Burns as their manager for their premier games, where they play the kind of crazy, the crazy world. So I, I could definitely see him doing that. He was great when he I was. Remember, I remember Eric Burns. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah, so he he's there. He, he did a lot of he did a lot of dugout stuff. That was you know they would put on like the blooper shows or something. Yeah, well he he is this, the manager of the Savannah Bananas. He's cool. So, but anyway, we're not here to talk about them, even though they are playing. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they get to play. They're going to have their first game next Friday night, sold out crowd down in uh, Savannah, Georgia. Play good for that, man. And, and you know their company is named Fans First Entertainment. Entertainment company playing baseball. I like it. Playing baseball, you go there. It's eighteen bucks, maybe more this year. It was eighteen bucks last year. Um. But everything's included. You get hamburgers, hot dogs, chicken sandwiches, pop, potato chips, all included in the price of the ticket. Not going to have that at Major League Baseball. Not for that price anyway. No. <laughs> but you know the, the the Reds are the Reds are fairly reasonable on ticket prices. But uh, we just want games. Yeah, I just I just want to see I'm going to see Reds baseball. What I grew up on. I, you know, we, we kind of, I, you know, me, I, I hate talking the business of baseball and the business of baseball right now sucks. Major. We, we have no, we have a ton of free agents out there that aren't, aren't signed. Uh, yeah. and you know, and, and games are being canceled now. Then you got guys that are players that sign minor league contracts. They're going to be stuck in the minors both season. Right. If no deal, if no deal is done, those guys are not going to get a shot. Right, and then you have players at the end of their career like Joey Votto, not that's going to miss opportunities. I mean, I think yeah, he's, he, I, th- I think he's, he's, all, he's had milestone, he's had milestone parts of his career now. Right. I mean, I, I think he's already a Hall of Famer, but uh, he he could add some things that could be really special uh, to get some of those voters that won't vote for anybody each right. year. So baseball, the funeral march is on. Rob Manfred, We're gonna miss you. you have killed the game of baseball. And Bob Castellini, you were his accomplice. I, I don't want to. I don't want to see you driving around in in uh, Redzilla next year, or this season, or whenever. You've lost that right. We need to cancel Rob Manfred. Cancel Rob Manfred. Cancel Bob Castellini. Get the players out there. Pay them in peanuts. I don't care. Get the game going. Hey, let's do replacement players. I'll I'll screw it up. I'll get out there. Well, that 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 would be <laughs> the extent of the talent on replacement players because I think the way the law reads is that, that baseball could only use temporary players. So you would see me and you out there, and nobody wants to pay for that. Yeah, you don't want to see a forty-five-year-old fat guy out there running around. You don't want that. <laughs> or forty-seven guy, forty-seven-year-old <laughs> guy for me. I think you might say. I thought you were the same age as I was. Well, I'm forty-six. I'll be. I'm forty-six now. I just have my birthday, but still, I'm trying to trying to stay in forty-five. I like. I like it. <laughs> You know, you know, I I, I kind of thought the same thing, and I think part of it is just because the last two years seemed like really one long one. Yeah, it did. It seemed like I, 
I was 45 for 10 years. All right. I don't know. All right. We're going to end this debacle. I, I doubt anybody kept with us with our rambling <laughs> uh, for 40 minutes. If you did, uh, email me, Scott, at uh, Scott. Uh, Scott, uh, I forget. I, well, you know, I rarely I haven't used my Reds fans chatter email address. I think it's Scott at Reds fans chatter.com. Uh, just email me, Scott at Reds fans chatter.com. If it bounces back to you, then uh, hit me up on Twitter. Or you can message us on Facebook or Instagram. Or that, there too. That'll work as well. Until next time, hopefully one day we'll be able to say, go Reds. Go Reds forever. <laughs>